Coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. Our 26-year-old son told us last summer that he's been taking female hormones for two years. Mm-hmm. He said that he wants us to call him Rachel. How do we open a line of communication with him and build our relationship? So, Juan, thank you for your trust. This one's, this one's hard. What up, what up? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. Hope you're doing well. Hope your family's well. Hope life's treating you okay. Man, you can hear my voice about four octaves deeper. Could be puberty or could be the spring allergy season in Nashville. It's a toss-up. Um, hope you are doing super well, though. And uh, we got a, a long show ahead of us today. So let's get right to it. Let's go to Leslie in Richmond, Virginia. What's up, Leslie? Thank you so much, John. I understand those allergies. We've got those here too. Everybody's got it. I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is. Yeah. So I, I, I it, right. hey, it makes me sound, I don't know, like cooler, more wise, like I'm tough. I don't know. I, I have imagined. <laughs> Listen to you. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for giving me that. <laughs> hey, so what's up? How can I, I help? Wanna, well, first of all, thank you so much for your program. I started listening several months ago and I started from the first episode. I've made it to January 2021, so I have learned so much, and thank you so much. Hey, so I haven't done that. In fact, I've listened to a grand total of none of these shows. Is it getting better? That might be for the best. Is it getting better? (laughs) It is. Oh, remarkably, remarkably. I have noticed so (laughs) much. I mean, it started out great. And it has just done nothing but improve. It was all pretty the way wobbly. Around. It was not great. I mean, I used to watch James went home. And he was on a lot. He was just taking tums by the. I mean, it was tough. And Kelly was drinking a lot. I mean, not drinking a lot. She wasn't drinking a lot. I'm, she wasn't. She wasn't. I told her I wouldn't make that joke anymore. She a doesn't. lot of coffee. A lot. A lot of coffee. And um, and creatine and other positive supplements, protein oh, shakes, right. things like that. But anyway, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you so all much. That good stuff. I appreciate that. All right. So how can I so, help you? Um, I've, I've got a lot going on um, in my life right now. I'm in my mid-50s and um, had some issues with my both of my grown sons. But the um, thing that I'm calling about today is our 26-year-old son told us last summer that he's been taking female hormones for two years. Mm-hmm. He said that he wants us to call him Rachel. Okay. And then about a month later, he moved to Houston to live with his partner, who is also a trans woman. Okay. About once a week, I text him just to make sure he's okay, and he texts back. But other than a call at Christmas, we haven't spoken. Okay. Um, my husband and I have made plans to visit him in late June. We told him that we have no agenda, mm-hmm. but that we love him and okay. we miss him. Okay. My question is, how do we deal? Excuse me. Now take your time. Take your time. Yeah. How do we deal with the name pronoun issue? Mm-hmm. If calling him Rachel and using feminine pronouns compromises our values, mm-hmm. then how do we open a line of communication with him and build our relationship? <sighs> uh, this is yeah. So one, thank you for your trust. This one's this one's hard. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Uh, so let me back out a little bit. Um, tell me why over the last year or so, or let me ask you before that, was this a total shock to you, a surprise to you? He, how old did you say he was? 26. 
26. 26, okay. Okay, so he had he had um, moved out to go to college, and that didn't go well, but he was living with a um, roommate. What does, not, a what does not go so well? A, what does not go well mean? He didn't do well in college. He's... Um, um, academically, socially, but academically, okay. academically okay. mainly. Okay. Um, but it's because I'm I'm not really sure the issue what the issue is there because he's super smart. He um he could tell you just about any line in the Narnia series. I mean, he's just super super smart. But um, just so, didn't. So let me didn't stop you. Well. I'm sure he's so that mm-hmm. tell. Uh, so having worked with college students for the major, vast majority of my career. I ran into that a lot, and that suggests there were other things going on in, in his life or in her life. Well, definitely, whatever. I'm. 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 Sh- I don't doubt that at all. Okay. Um. So as far as going back to whether it was a shock to us, being a trans woman was a shock to us. Okay. We suspected there were things going on, and I suspected, even though he'd had a girlfriend for six years, when he broke up with her, um. I really strongly started suspecting that he was having, um, you know, I don't know, just, you know, I just figured there was something going on, but I didn't know that it was the trans woman. I had no clue. So that hit us out of the blue. So I I don't want to gloss over. Did you think I've got inklings that my son's gay? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And his roommate, his roommate seemed gay, but, um, I, they didn't seem to be in a relationship. I mean, okay. he called me from two hours away to come get him when he had kidney stones instead of asking his roommate to take him to the hospital. So I didn't really see them in a relationship, but I could tell that he was very feminine. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, huh. um, so I've got a number of gay friends that I'm not in a relationship with. So just, just, right, just yeah. being in proximity doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, I, right. And I, that's how I saw it at the time. Yeah. I, um, here's why I'm asking. I, I've had this conversation. I can't count the number of parents I've sat down and had this conversation with, and it's not, it's not rare. It's rather common, not always, but rather common. What you just said, I felt that my son was, or, or daughter was struggling was having mm-hmm. some identity, like questioning who they were and what they were. Um, and we're a lot, so there's, there's a lot of layers to this. And so I'm going to walk through it backwards, forwards. Okay. And we'll get, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get to your, to your, uh, your final question here, but I want to address okay. you and your husband along the way here. Right. Thank you. The guilt and the, regardless of what the outcome is, whether it's an a, 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 an outcome that you have a, a agreement with, alignment with, value with, whatever. There's mm-hmm. I've never yet. That's not true. I've met a couple and they're jerks. I've never met parents, or rarely met parents, who don't feel guilt along the way that I can't believe my kid was wrestling with something so heavy and, and I I wasn't there to walk alongside him. Right. And right. it's it's that it's a parents bang their head against the wall and they feel deep shame. And often the result, the, the actions that come next come out of that shame. And I should have been there and I can't believe my kid was hurting like that all alone and, and fill in the blank. And whether you agree with the pronouns or the anything, you agree with that or not, everybody can agree that kids that are, are wrestling with gender identity. Am I a man? Am I a woman? Who am I going to be? Who am I going to love? that they are really going through a hard, hard time. Like there's elevated suicide right. risk, there's elevated mental health challenges. Exactly. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. devastating time. And so as mm-hmm. a parent, 
gosh, I wish I'd been there, right? So it's important for mm-hmm. you to own that. And it's going to be real important when you re-engage with your child, okay? Okay. Um, that you come to the table with, with here's what I'm feeling and we should have been there mm-hmm. for you and I'm sorry, right? There, there's that sense of whether you sh- like should have or shouldn't have been, he also or she also ha- was an adult and could have had that come back, right? And he had a responsibility right. to talk to you. It is what it is. I think it's important to be open with how you feel. So then um, they moved to Houston and they've got a relationship. Why have you just texted? What has waited? What what has taken you so long to engage? Right. Well, we text about once a week because I just need to know that he's okay. But why haven't you gotten on a plane and come and and looked your child in the eye Uh, and said, I love you? um, Right. well, my my job makes it so it's easier for me to go once um, when I have a break. So um, it, it'll what? be easier for me to go now. But I don't know why. I have no answer for why I didn't go earlier. Um, I've been wrestling with so many things. But um, I don't think that we've ever... Well, I can honestly say we've never had good communication in our home with any of us. We're not good at communicating. We're great communicators, but yeah. not together. And that's what I have seen when I've evaluated the past. And that's what I'm trying to fix okay. with both of my children. So I'm going to be pretty direct with you. Is that okay? Okay. That's okay. I don't care about your job. Right. And I don't care about exactly. how easy your job, it was. it's easier on a break or whatever. Right, exactly. Your child came to you and said, Mom, I'm hurting. And you've spent the last six months texting. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those moments not to change the outcome, not to, what. there's not an ROI on this. Right. There is a... You're my baby. Right. And I know you're hurting. And I know you've been sitting on stuff. Well, he did come right after we found out. He came and spent a week with us. Okay. Before he moved to Texas. And how did that week go? It went, it was like normal. We didn't, he didn't seem feminine and it was so normal. And we had kind of normal interactions. We fell into our same routine. I had one talk with him that was, um, that that was very a very good talk with him. That was posi- mostly positive, ninety percent positive, okay. with him during that week. But because we just don't have good communication with but, each other, hey, listen, other, listen, you were you, you were the parent, right? Good communication right. starts with you, right? And so it's not this amorphous thing that we just don't have, like money, like we just don't have money, like right. yeah. Good communication is a choice. Right. Okay, so I haven't learned how to have a good conversation with my children. Okay. Here's where that starts and ends with, I love you. And I'm so glad you're my child. Full stop, period at the end of that sentence. And then we're just going to hug for a while. That's where it starts. There's not a sophisticated entry. There's not a, there's not a, it doesn't need to have like a, 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 like a bunch of check boxes. It starts with, I love you and you're my kid. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And there will come seasons when they'll look at you and say, why now? 
what happened at 14 and what happened at 18. And there's going to be some guilt there and there's going to be some shame there. There's going to be some frustration there. And what you'll have to do is own what happened. It is. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to look at your kids and say, I was the adult and I didn't have good communication and I'm sorry. And what I can, only thing I can do now is get better moving forward. That's, I mean, that's your choice. Or the other choice right. is just to continue to walk around and go, we just don't have good communication in our house. We just don't have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. So jump in with both feet. Okay. Okay. And don't, uh, let me say it this way. Don't overcomplicate it. Okay. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, that's good for me to hear because I do that. Yeah, don't. And mm-hmm. let you, here's where you are now. Now you're at a place where you need to be super, super, super honest. I put my job before this relationship or I waited for things to get convenient. And quite honestly, mm-hmm. I was scared because I didn't know how to do it. And I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's it. That nails it. <laughs> and so, listen, they have felt that for 26 years, your kids. Right, right. They felt the gap. They felt that's more important or this is more important or the not feeling uncomfortable having a conversation with us was more important than having a conversation with us. They right. felt that gap and they've spent their entire lives trying to bridge that gap or figure it out or just completely disconnect from it. And so mm-hmm. most, mo- I, it took um, a close friend of mine sitting down with me, and this is probably 15 or 20 years ago, and walked me through how heavy a coming out narrative is. The phone call was probably weeks or months, if not years in the making. And it Mm -hmm. was really hard to do. Even if you get that. Right. So, so here was like the back end of that is I'm getting on a plane or I'm putting you on a plane Right and and early, I'm gonna get, early get, on, he shared some reading material with me, and I read through everything he sent me. That's fine. That's fine. So okay, so let's get to the let's get to the okay. But see, here's the thing: you don't need more data right now. You need relationship. Right, exactly. You don't right, need more do. info. Exactly There's not a thing he's going to tell you, and you're going to go, oh, okay, right, and vice versa. There's not an argument you're going to give him, and he's going to be like, you know what? I I, I didn't know that. That's not the way this is going to play out right, right now. Exactly. Okay. Right. He needs his mom. Right. Or she needs her mom. Like what, whatever pronoun y'all decide to use. So let's go there. Here, here's the deal. Your child has put a boundary down and said, this is me right now and this is me moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have your values. And what right. you have to decide is my relationship with my child more or less important than a previously established value. That's the conversation to have. Mm-hmm. What you can't do is say, um, we want to have a relationship with you on our terms. Because right. he is, or she has told you what their terms are. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part you find yourself in. Well, part of the struggle has been this whole feeling like, I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. He wants to be called Rachel. I don't know this person, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel you know, it feels like he killed, like Rachel killed my son. Yeah. So. And here's the, here's the other side of this conversation that never gets brought up. You're Uh allowed to feel that way. Right. And you're allowed to feel sad. 
and you're allowed to have mm-hmm. had plans and pictures of grandkids in your head and what Thanksgivings are going to look like in yours. And now that picture is mm-hmm. very, very different. You're allowed to All grieve right. that too. And that's left out of the conversation. Um, the, 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 what you're, what, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do because you're an adult. All right. The fewer secrets, the better for everybody. Right. And um, you're right. You don't know your child. You don't. And right, it's probably been that way for a long, long time. You had a an image of your child that you, right, I, that you right, thought I you thought knew. I thought I knew him. Right. And I would say even if he wasn't uh, or she wasn't choosing to change their gender, um, right. you still wouldn't know your child. You would have a, mm-hmm. you know, you your Rachel could still still be Dan and have a wife and five kids and you would not know your child. And maybe that's the entry point. I love you and I don't know you and I want to get to know you because I love you. Okay. And you will have to decide and every family's got to make these choices. And I'm not going to let. You, I'm not going to give you a pass and, and give it, do it for you. You've got to choose: are we going to have a relationship with our child or not? Right. And if we are, then my child has established some boundaries and some expectations, and we have to decide whether we're going to meet those or not. And here, let's let's take let's take the the transgender thing the the because that's a third real issue. Let's take that and move it away. This mm-hmm. happened with. If you're going to come to my house, you have to wear a mask to be around my kids. Mm-hmm. Or you can't wear a mask in my home. I don't want my kids seeing that kind of stuff. Or you have to be vaccinated or you can't drink or you can't come the day before Christmas because we're going somewhere else. Children put down boundaries and then parents have to say, these are our values. Are we going to expand, shift, change, modulate out of or double down on our previous values, or are we going to double down a relationship? I hear you. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. How much of this is about your child? How much of this is about being caught off guard? And how much of this is about how am I going to tell my friends and my faith community and my Whatever, because a lot of times I hear it's about embarrassment. Right. Well, initially there was some of that, but I have some experience in a counseling field. Okay. And so um, I, I'm i very open with people. Okay. I am more so than my husband is. Um, I would go and I would, you know, I would go and tell everybody just because this might help you. Mm-hmm. That's how I am. I'll okay. tell you my experience because it might help you. Okay. And my husband is, nobody needs to know our business. Okay, that's that's so. fair. That's, my house <laughs> is very similar to that. Um, yeah. So th- to simplify everything, your child has said, this is where I'm at, and do you love me? Mm-hmm. And you have an answer. You have a choice to make. Right. And it may be that um, your answer is different than your husband's answer. It may be that y'all's answer is, is together. It may be your answer is we are going to 
double down on relationship first and engage in a series of conversations over the next few years. But the conversations aren't debates or discussions or whatever. The debates or the, the conversations are, I just want to get to know you. Right. And that's what I want. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'd start. That's a humble, um, control, alt, delete place to start. Right. And it's There's hard. something I've been wondering as I've been listening through your program and you talk about, I don't, don't know if you're still talking about it, but in the part that I've listened, you've talked a lot about having like a formal funeral or something like that. So I've wondered if I should, if, if that would be helpful. I thought about it a little bit. If you're there. I mean, if that if that's yeah. where this ultimately ends up, I, I think it's always a good to have a, a of the moment. Dream, the, you know, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't have a funeral like the, the of dream. of your child. Yeah, because your child's right. still fully alive. Um, right, but not. I mean, but of that dream that I had of the person I thought he was going to be. It's important to acknowledge. I had this picture in my head, not yeah. that he or she created, but that you created, right. and you put expectations into the world that your child was going to fulfill. That they are right. under no obligation to fulfill. And every parent on planet Earth does this, by the way. You're not the only one. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so um, something as little in my home is I just always played baseball. And my dad always played baseball. And my son was awesome at baseball. And then he came to us over the holidays and said, hey, um, would it be cool if I didn't play baseball? And instead I did theater. I did theater too. I did it in college. I loved it. And I just had a picture of my kid playing baseball all the way through. And right. so I didn't have a big funeral. I didn't have a bit, but I had to stop and go, yeah, of course you can, man. And I was really proud of him for having the conversation with us and coming to us with it. And um, communication is a big deal in our house. And so I'm so proud of him for doing that because I know that was hard for him. And I had to go, yeah, I kind of had pictures. I don't know even where they came from. I just had pictures of us going to high school baseball games and we're not going to do that. And so, right. yeah, it's important to hold that. I wouldn't have a funeral for your child. Um, right. It would well, be a, I mean, I guess that's, I've thought of that because it has felt so much. It's, it feels like a death. Right. But I know it's a death of a dream that I had. It's grief. Yes. Yeah, it's grief. It is grief. And you're allowed to grieve. And anybody that tells you otherwise is is not being honest with you. You're allowed to say, I hoped or had pictures of this. And something else is happening. You can also grieve how much pain your kid's been in for a long time. Because whether you believe with the, in, in the outcome, and that's a whole other conversation. If you believe in transgender this, and I, that's a whole other conversation. Everybody can agree your kid's been hurting for a long time. Sounds like both your sons have been hurting for a long time. And given your, like, your honesty about how you struggle with communication and how work comes first, and then when it's convenient, we'll fix time you start and say I'm sorry and I'm ready to do this thing from the floor up and I'm going to grieve what we lost together I'm going to grieve that I wasn't there for you when you were hurting and now I'm going to do the best I can to walk alongside you whatever that looks like or you can choose now you can choose hey if this is what you need and as the person you're choosing to become your dad and I are opting out that's your choice People ask me um, my opinion on stuff, and I tell them what I would do, and I'll tell you, I'm going to choose relationship with my kids every time. We'll be right back. One of the most common questions I get on my show is, how do you get something off your chest? Maybe it's a deep secret that you've never told anyone, or maybe it's something that happened to you. Or maybe it's something you've done, and you're deeply ashamed about it. You're worried because you know bringing this to light is going to cause disruption 
in every part of your life. All of us, every single one of us have things both big and small that we need to get off our chest from time to time. And I say this always, secrets will kill you. But it's often so hard to know where to start or even how to say these things. Therapy is a safe and effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say scary and hard things out loud and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have personally been blessed to have a great therapist who I can talk to and who helps me get these heavy things off my chest and figure out what to do next. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time, and it doesn't cost any extra money. Listen, it's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, we're back. Let's go to Sarah in Indianapolis. What's up, Sarah? Hi, Dr. John. This is so wild to talk to you. It's more wild to talk to you, I promise. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good? Yeah, how about you? It's exact same. Doing pretty good. So what's up? How can I help? Well, I feel like a silly goose after that last caller. That was heavy, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. There, it, yeah. There is no comparison. I mean, there's no like comparing heaviness, man. It's everybody's heavy is heavy to them. So that's awesome. So what's up? I, I I guarantee you, what you're about to drop is big. So go go. No, it's really it's it's silly. Um, okay. So all right. Um, my husband has friends from college that are having a bachelor party at the end of this year and they're I'm a thousand percent sure there's going to be um strippers involved uh that's a that's, that's a that's a, a strong degree of certainty there <laughs> I'm well yeah I mean that's just that it's awesome that's the that's their guy you know that's just like what they're into um my husband has made it clear to me in the past that that's like not his jam but like you know those are friends and whatever um and this the reason why it's like a bigger deal this time is because, like, right before we got married, like, he's made our whole relationship. He's like, yeah, I went in college, but, you know, like, it's, I don't like it. Like, I just, you know, I'd like to do with my buddies and stuff. Um, and then, you know, about a week before we got married, he had somebody else's boobs in his face. Oh, and, man. Uh, so, so he did yeah, this for I, his bachelor party? Well, okay, his buddies, you know, took him. But, yeah. So, hmm. anyway. And, Poor guy. Uh, and just got forced right into it, huh? Right. Oh, it's so sad. No. Wow, man, I, other, I'm really sorry that. The- well, the, the thing is, like, I like to think of myself as like a cool chick, you know, like I like dirty, naughty fun. Like I'm all about it, like a good time. Yep. It was just like a weird betrayal because like he told me like he wasn't gonna, and then he did. And so then, hold on, hold on. Whatever. It's not a weird betrayal. It's a regular old spit in your face betrayal. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. And honestly, that's what it was. And, Full and honestly, yeah. And if it hadn't been, you know, the week before our wedding and everything was set in stone, I probably wouldn't have married him. But I'm glad I did. I love him. We've been good since then. You know, we fought it out. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we have a son. Like, everything's good now. Um, but now it's like, I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? Cause it's I not like good now. Looking. It's not. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't tell me that. Well, I mean, you're, nothing has changed. You have a, you have a boundary and you have said, 
this violates what my understanding of covenant is. Okay. And this is important to me. And he has I said, I don't know where I'm at with it though. It's like the thing, like I don't, cause there, I have like three sides that I like ping pong around. All like, right, let's play ping pong. It's like, okay, we're solid. I'm cool. Like, this is fun. Like go out and have fun. I, I know it doesn't mean anything. Like if she doesn't care, that's her job. Like she doesn't care about you. And then I'm like, well, you know, screw him. If he wants to do that, then I don't want to be with him anyway. And then I go to the other side where it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. That's cheating. <laughs> Even though you pay for it, that's cheating. Like, so I'm, I like ping pong between these three different feelings. And it's like, I just don't, I'm I, scared that if he I, goes, I'm going to resent him. And then I'm scared if he doesn't go, he's going to resent me. Cause I don't want to give him rules. Ew. Like I'm not his mom. You know what I mean? Oh, sweet Sarah. <laughs> oh man. You're like the best in every category. You're just the best. Okay. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, oh, there's so much here. Jeez Louise. Um, you do have thoughts and feelings on this. And, and I don't want them. <laughs> I know you don't want them. And here's what I think. I think the thought of some other woman shoving her breast in your husband's face makes you sick. Yeah, because it's our thing, man. I do that. Okay, there you go. That's your job. <laughs> and it makes you yeah. sick. And then layered on top of that is, well, I want to be cool. And I want him to keep loving me. Mm-hmm. And on top of that is, but it makes me sick. And so on top of that, it's like, well, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Whatever. So mm-hmm. let's take... This in my and this is totally me. Okay, this is less about a strip club. This is more about I have values and I have boundaries, and your values are important and your boundaries matter. And the first time your husband spit on him, mm-hmm. and then just walked right through. And so he he banged up against your boundaries and they didn't hold. And you, not him, you are the one who've had to deal with picking those bricks back up and putting the wall back up, the boundaries back up. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming again. And so this is less about is this cheating or is this not? Am I the cool wife? Whatever. I've got friends whose wives don't care. And I've got friends whose wives, like, couldn't breathe when they caught their husband with a bra ad out of a Sunday paper, right? So everybody's (laughs) got different values. Yeah. It is asinine, completely asinine, to say that going to a strip club is not extramarital sexual encounter. Full stop. Now, where, like, me and my wife disagree on the conversation is I think cheating is about secrets, and like, I think you can cheat by going to get coffee with somebody. Like, so right. I, I think cheating is about secrets. She is, her definition of cheating is different than mine. Hers is about sexual encounters. Here's where that, that here's why I want to stay away from that. It doesn't matter. I don't want you to get into a semantics conversation with your husband about, is this cheating or is it not cheating? Am I cool or not cool? That's not the, that's not the issue here. The issue is your boundaries matter. 
Well, see, I don't think it's about boobs. <laughs> you know no, 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 no. Like, it's not. It's about I want this, and he's saying well, it's like, no. I don't. I don't think I care. I really don't like. Because, like I said, I like to have dirty, naughty fun. Like you whatever. do like, care, Sarah. You care. Well, I think I care because it's like he pretends to like be somebody who doesn't like that. And like, if you like that, then just be honest with me and be like, yeah, we're going to a strip club. It's gonna be a good time. But you know, I'm coming home. To, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, your husband's not telling you the truth. That's what it feels like. It's like just it, be it's, who it's you not are. what it feels like. It's what it is. Then why does he do that? Because you're not being honest with yourself. You're not super cool with this. You don't think so? No. But I want to be. Great. You know what? I want $20 million. I want it so bad. You're on the right track, man. You book sold out. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sold a bunch. So I'm, I think I'm approximately $19,980,000 away from my goal. <laughs> So here's the deal. Like you, you just, what do I do with this man? You have to own the fact that you feel devalued. So then do I give him a rule? Do I tell him not to go? Cause that feels yucky. What feels more yucky? Your husband <laughs> lying to you or your husband saying, I don't really care how you feel. These are my bros, dude. I I think he would like listen to me if I told him that, but like I don't. Know why, why, I so why 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 are you so afraid to tell him what you think, what you what you find value in? Why? Because I just like I don't know. I just like have this image of myself, and I want to not be. I don't want to not care. You know what I mean? Like I want to be. But you do. <laughs> and it's okay trying to force yourself to not care. Okay. Here's a sideways example. And if this example goes off the rails because it just came to me, then they're going to edit it out and this will never exist. Okay. <laughs> um, in when I was the dean of students at a law school, one of the things we would do is I gave everybody a questionnaire. I think it was out of Southern Illinois. Is a questionnaire just on behavior practices. How much sex are you having? How much do you drink? How much weed do you smoke? When's the last time you did cocaine? Right? Questions like that. And the purpose of this was just social norming. Just f- so you could re- find out really about your classmates. And then what I would do is I'd get up and read the data. And here's what was Wild. They would ask people the, their questions about themselves, and then they would ask the questions about what they thought their classmates were doing. And there was always a significant gap between how much people actually drank, how drunk they were all the time, and how much people thought they were drinking. Because people thought they were, people were drunk 95% of the time, and they were really drinking 60% of the time. And one of the most damning statistics every, and I'd get up and I'd read it to the class because I was like, hey, here's what y'all think, but here's what truth is. If you don't want to drink and you think, well, 90% of the people are, then you're going to find yourself in a situation that you don't like. You're going to compromise your own values because you want to belong. And the desire to belong is so strong, so strong. The one that used to break my heart was the number of, and this was particularly among the female cohort of students, the number of people who had to consume two to three alcoholic drinks to feel sexy, to engage in sexual behavior. 
And every year I got up in front of the class, the, the whole crew, and said, if you have to consume substances to tampen down your own value system, don't. It's there for a reason. And you have a set of values that mean something to you. One of them is honesty. One of them is fidelity. One of them is you want to be the only person being all up on your husband. <laughs> one of them is, do you value me more than your stupid college friends? Right? You've got I, these values. Wow. And you're doing <laughs> everything you can to squash them in the name of cool chick. Yeah. And hear me say your values matter. So what do I tell him? What, what do you, I do, Dom? <laughs> what you feel and what you know to be true. This isn't an argument about cheating. It, it, if, if it's cheating for you, then that's the word you use, and I'll honor that. I don't that. think it is. It's just like... It's, it's deceptive, it's lying, and it's, I don't feel comfortable with this. Period. And here's my, here's my promise to you. This isn't the only thing. Right? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Sucks for you. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff in your home that you're not super down with, that you do everything you can, whether it's to smoke a little, to drink a little bit more, to wear something a little, whatever it is, you're, you're find ways to squash how you really feel about a thing to try to live up to some fantasy, some myth, mythical character you've created that you think your husband wants it's not even that i think he wants that i don't know it's just like me i guess yeah so here's how you've always been everywhere i'm always the life of the party like i'm always the loudest i'm always like you know the whatever like i always want to have sex all the time you know that's me that's like my yeah damn well there's different between wanting to have sex all the time and being the life of the party one of those is Awesome. One of those is exhausting. Yeah. Fair? Which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wanting to have sex all the time if, if, uh, with your husband's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Wanting to always, it's a defense mechanism being the life yeah. of the party. It's a way that you can wave your wand over here and go, hey, everybody, look over here so that you don't really mm -hmm. see what's going on. And I'm talking as a former life of the party. Now I'm yeah. a total drag on the party. You know why? Because I don't care. Yeah. How do you get there? That was a lot of therapy for that. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of therapy. Yeah, honestly, here's where it is. It started with me looking in the mirror and being honest about what I felt about stuff. I had to start telling yeah. the truth to myself. And I had to start telling the truth to my wife. And I had to start telling the truth to my close friends. And so for, what do I do? Here, here, here's the, here's the, the honest to God truth. Um, I want to be very careful how I say this. Um, uh, I don't want to bring people into this unnecessarily. I've been in a lot of weddings in my life. And I've skipped a number of bachelor parties. And those people are still the closest friends I have on the planet. And I'll still trust them with my kids if I'm in the hospital. I would trust them with my wife. 
if I got deployed overseas, I love them and I trust them. And also, I didn't participate in their bachelor party. Right. And it's not a matter of judgment. It's a matter of me. I chose not to. Right. And so it's not an either or. I also go to bed at midnight when I'm, everybody's hanging out. I'm lame. My company's, we're going to do an event in Vegas. And I'm like, dude, how can I get out of this so I can go to bed at 11? Not get out of the event, but like like when the event's over at 10, I bet I can be in bed by 1045. I'm just not cool. I'm just not. And my friends that are really my friends, they still love me anyway. And they make fun of me and they whatever. But it doesn't compromise my marriage and it doesn't compromise my personal values. Right. And it doesn't make me not love them any less and it doesn't make them love me any less. Right? So... You've, you've painted yourself into a corner where if I do this, then he's going to, you don't know that. The only way forward is you're going to start telling the truth with yourself and start telling the truth with your values with him. And that's hard because my guess is you have not done that in a long time. And that doesn't compromise you being a fun, rambunctious, sexy wife. It doesn't compromise that at all. In fact, it provides infinitely more freedom there. Because right now you're trying to be reckless and fun and you are shackled to a story. You want to have reckless and fun adventures in your bedroom. Go completely unshackled. This thing, this my analogy is really getting ugly here. It's getting pretty, pretty sideways pretty fast. That's not what I meant. You know what I meant, Sarah. But listen, the fewer, the fewer values you have to tamp down, the more energy you have to expend having excitement, enjoying fun. I hate that you're in this situation, but how do you have the conversation? You sit down and have the conversation and say, this is how I feel. And you're worth that. You're worth your values. We'll be right back. It seems like everybody's talking about how crazy the housing market is right now and how powerless homebuyers feel. Mix that with the stress of moving and life change and job change, and you've got a tornado of anxiety fueling one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make. This is not a good idea. So if you're a new home buyer right now, my advice to you is to focus on what you can control, like the people you choose to help you in the home buying process. You need folks like my friends at Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is a Ramsey trusted provider that's been helping people with their home mortgages for decades. And their home buyer edge program will help you skip a bunch of the stress. Here's how it works. Apply to become a Churchill certified home buyer and cap your interest rate for 90 days. Then you'll get a $5,000 seller guarantee to help your offer stand out. So go ahead, take a deep breath because Churchill has your back. Check them out at churchillmortgage.com slash Deloney and get the home buyer edge today. All right, we are back. Why not? Let's take one more. Let's just take one more. Let's go to Charlottesville and talk to James. What's up, brother James? Dr. John, it's great to talk to you. Hey, Thank you for it's great uh, to talk my to you. It's awesome. What's up, dude? So I'm going to try to get through this. I'm in quite a, uh, a predicament. All right. um, my wife, unfortunately, was uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh, what kind? Yeah, colon cancer. Oh, gosh. Yes, and it is absolutely on the rise. So for those who are listening out there, please, please, please get checked. Yeah. Now, my wife, when I tell you, she was the absolute epitome of health. Yeah. She 
she was a long distance runner. She was winning marathon, half marathon races. And just out of the blue, she gets hit with stage four colon cancer. What's the, so, what's the timeline? Uh, well, they said possibly two years. Um, they don't know right now. It, it, it depends. Uh, we still have uh, a couple of scans we need to get through to give us a little bit more of, um, of the direction, but currently she's on chemo and we're also trying some, um, some natural supplements. That, did, uh, did she have surgery? Provided. She did. She had surgery. Um, and it, it worked for a little while we thought, but, um, unfortunately it came back. I'm so sorry, man. So, I mean, that, thank you, sir. That's a, that's a, that is a, yeah, that's a car it, wreck it, it, punch in the gut, man. It, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, we've got great support. Um, I've got, we've got two young boys who are, uh, who are 10 and 12. Um, but my, my question for you today is I, I work for, I, honestly, it, it's a fantastic company. They treat me very, very well. <laughs> the benefits are fantastic. Um, and my pay is really good. The only problem is Dr. John, I'm just not into my work anymore. Okay. And I don't know if it's because of my wife and the situation she's going through, but I, I've kind of felt like this a little bit before she was even diagnosed Yeah. that this just is not me. And I'm at a point now where I literally could just walk out, mm-hmm. but I can't. Yeah. Now I had the opportunity to get back into the family business but that would, would require, require us to up and move from where we currently are to a different state. Hmm. Now, I wanted to get your opinion. I wanted to get your expertise. Um, I, I just don't know what to do. Oh, and I'm lost. I am. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I'll admit it. Well, I'm, I'm, you're, just, you're a brave, loving husband, man. The, yeah. Your ability just to say that stuff out loud is hard. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Wow. Well, if you can hear my voice. I mean, it, it's, no. yeah. Thank you for being brave. So um, I'm not going to use names again. I don't have permission to tell the story. Um, so I'm going to be rather vague, but what, one of my best friends on all of the planet um, was married um, to an extraordinary person um, who got brain, terminal brain cancer and passed away um, hung in there a lot longer than everybody thought. And then it went pretty quick. And I'll remember calling because I was thinking about a wild career shift. I was going to either go to law school or I was going to go get a PhD in psychology. And I was just going to do something totally radically different with my life. And this person did one of those jobs. And so I called and said, Hey, I'm thinking about this and this. And then what about this? And what about this? And here was his answer to me. John, none of that matters. And that was the first time my stomach dropped. And he was right. So here's why I tell you that. Does job satisfaction matter? Yes. You, your body is circling the wagons right now and you're not, your food's going to taste different. You're going to lose joy in almost every facet of your life. Yes. So that's completely and totally normal. And there will be seasons when you will be super husband because that's what you are and you will sh- turn all the lights on and you'll make sure there's flashlights everywhere and everybody's smiling and you'll whiten your teeth. And then you'll have moments when you are dragged into the abyss. 
right? Mm-hmm. Fair? Absolutely. Okay. So my advice and wisdom would be what my counselor told me. After a loss in my family, you cannot make a major life decision for a year. Just sit. Okay. And everything is crushing you right now. And the temptation is to start looking around and finding things to throw rocks at. Because you're going to be raged out because your wife is beautiful and healthy and did everything right. Uh And this isn't part of that script. And then you're going to go through how devastatingly easy stage one colon cancer is to deal with. And how tragically Un, uh, difficult stage four is to deal with. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. And if they haven't already, the idiots who love you in your life, and I say that with a smile on my face, will be telling you, well, you should have got checked. Wow, why didn't you get... And you're like thinking, I know! And yet here yes. we are, right? And so yep. you're going to get all the well-meaning advice and all this. T- my recommendation to you, man, is to hunker down with your wife. You've got a great company who's taking care of you financially. It's going to help you with these insane medical bills and what it's going to give you as a foundation to walk through the next two years. So I've been focusing a lot on the, the future too. Okay. Do I just need to focus on day by day? No, and, and that, no. that's the problem, but that hurts me though a lot more when I focus on the future because I focus on, Oh my gosh, am I going to have to bury her? Cause I, I, honestly, mm-hmm. neither one of us want to be buried in this area. Yeah. We want to be buried, but I don't quite know where that is yet either. Yeah. yeah. But so we know you, it's not this area. Here's the thing. Um, you will get the single worst slash greatest gift. The worst gift is that you're going to have to potentially bury your spouse. Yeah. And you're going to have a, a, this is a spiritual, like you'll get to sit and look her in the eye and say, let's walk through this together. Absolutely. And nobody wants that gift. That's a gift I'm happy to hand back. I don't want to open that. I don't want to unwrap it, whatever. And you get to say, with your feet propped up on your front porch after the sun's gone down, because I know you can't look at each other and have this conversation and still speak. So where do you want to be buried? Yeah. And it's going to feel surreal. Right. Right? And so there's a healthy mix of future planning. You have to be live in reality and you want to soak up every last second. Yes. And so yes. getting that before. one or two or three men in your life that you trust to rally the troops and say, here's what we're looking at the next 18 to 24 months. I'm going to need help with X. I'm going to need help with Y. And you know what else? You're going to give them a great gift because they're sitting there with their thumbs in the air going, uh, what do we do? What do we do? I need you to help find a place because we've chosen Nashville, Tennessee. We've chosen Houston, Texans. We've chosen wherever. That's where we want to buy our plots. Here's a, some money. That's your job. And right. I need some help We're here with the will. I need some help here with, right? So you're going to get some guys that I'm going to call you at 2 a.m. sometimes crying out of the shower. And I need you just to answer the phone. Have that conversation with them, okay? Absolutely. And... <sighs> I mean, I, I'm like, um, yeah, I, uh, man, I'm heartbroken, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Tell me about it real quick. 
funny, beautiful, cranky, type A? <laughs> All the above. <laughs> <laughs> what did she hassle you about most? What did she hassle me about the most? Yeah, what she just hassle you about. Ooh. Um, that's a good one. I mean, she can hassle me about a lot. What's the big one? Like, uh, I for some reason I hang up my shirts and I put all my clothes in the hamper, but I, I stack my pants up. I don't know why. Ah, the dishes. I mean, dishes. I, I sometimes I just leave the dishes there. Come on, Jane. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah, what's her? What's the funniest? Or... What's the hardest you ever seen her laugh? Um. Oh gosh, when we get her brother will send us pictures mm-hmm. of uh, of the dog or send us pictures, just fun pictures and. Yeah. I mean, she'll get a good belly laugh or, stuff. you know, I, I like to be a comedian too. So I'll, uh, I'll make her laugh a little bit. Oh, she laughs at your I, jokes. I, my wife doesn't laugh at my jokes at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Okay. Hey, here, here's, um, you'll have little ones. We do. Okay. How old? 10 and 12. Oh, geez. How much do they know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that the cancer came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're obviously devastated. Yeah. They don't know what the extent is. Okay. And we just, we, we, we don't want to have that conversation with them yet. Okay. I think it's wise to get some data and some yeah. very, a very clear path before you sit down with them. Um, here's what would be a great, great, great gift. And this is a legacy gift, okay? Okay. Um, I want you and your wife to get a journal and I want you all to begin writing each other notes on the daily if you can. Okay. But how much you love her, what today was like, um, what you miss, what's funny, what's this. I thought about the future today and I'm scared. Um, I thought about, you know, the last few days and I got nervous or whatever. And I'm wondering if I'm in all those things. I want you to write that stuff down because your 10 and 12 year old are going to be 26 and 24 someday. Yes. And they're going to sit down with you over chips and queso and a margarita. And they're going to say, hey, tell me about mom. <laughs> right. And you're going to be able to say, I'll t- I'll, how about she tell you? Right? James, we love you. I said I wasn't going to do this. It doesn't matter what <laughs> you say, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. You're losing the love of your life and your best friend on planet Earth. Yeah, it's tough. What you say doesn't matter, right? <laughs> it's just going to come. So hear yeah. me say this. You're surrounded by people who love you. Absolutely. Make I sure appreciate you... it, Dr. John. I hey, do. I'll walk alongside you through this whole thing. You holler anytime I can be of help or support, you let me know, okay? Definitely. Thank you, sir. God bless you guys. Hey, I appreciate it. We tell, tell your wife we love her too. Will do. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Blessings to you, man. Take care. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. 
Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. All right, we are back as we wrap up today's show. Just kept thinking about this song. It's, It's one of the greatest songs ever written by the one and only James Taylor. It's called Fire and Rain. It goes like this. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. And I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song and I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain and I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. And I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, but I always thought I'd see you again. I thought I'd see you one more time. There's just a few things coming my way this time around and I thought I'd see you. Take it easy. We'll see you soon. Coming up on the next episode. One of the main issues that's happening right now is related to money, but he has, and even in, through therapy and all that, has never backed down from the position that he does not answer to me financially. If you have whittled away a decision in your marriage and it is final call, there's something else going on. Money is a symptom here. Why do you want to quit yelling? Well, I was raised um, in a really wonderful home, but both of my parents um, would resort to to yelling. Let me reframe something. Okay. You were raised in an abusive household. 